0: You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck.
1: The future comes, and now my watch begins. It shall not end until my death. I shall miss no game, withhold no news, report all rumors. I shall wear no jerseys,
2: Welcome to the first shift of the Geeks Watch on 2020. Did everybody make it through to the new year?
0: I did. (laughs) (laughs) Well, questionable on some of our uh,
2: (laughs) counterparts.
0: But yeah, no, 2020's been...
2: (laughs) Mitch, Jessica, and Elizabeth are here, but John and Steven did not make it into the new year, apparently. They are
3: MIA right now.
2: They are MIA. MIA. So uh, yeah, listeners, you just have the three of us so sorry (laughs) (laughs) we will try our best to cover the last two episodes of the Mandalorian and the last episode of Watchmen to finish off of our uh, watch of those shows and then move on to our next show uh, or at least discuss that so what did everybody watch in the past two to three weeks that we've been off the air Jessica
3: I watched a lot of stuff but other than the obvious things, I'd say I watched Jumanji with my parents, the second one, um, the next level. And I actually quite enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a bit more than the first one. I oh, really? The first one. Yeah. Like I would say the first one's probably the better like movie film wise. So
2: you're talking about the first one with The Rock.
3: Yeah. The first one with The Rock. And this one still has The Rock in it.
2: Right. But so not course. the first one with Robin, th- Robin Williams.
3: No, Music not not mostly. the, not the classic. No. I uh, meant the first of the reboot, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah. Okay. laughs> there we go. Sorry. The first of the reboot. Got it. Um, 'Cause it's like the, the reboots are so different from the classic, like I don't even count them as the same movie. But <laughs> um, but um no I like this one was a lot funner to watch, a lot funnier and it was just, it was pretty good. Pretty solid, good entertaining watch.
2: The addition of uh Danny DeVito and uh uh Danny Glover.
3: Yeah, that was probably the best, like them having to explain to Danny DeVito what a video game was the entire movie. <laughs> it was pretty
2: hilarious. Well, I mean, are they actually explaining it to Danny DeVito, or explaining it to The Rock acting like Danny DeVito? Uh,
3: yeah, The Rock acting okay.
0: like Danny DeVito. Yeah. Although they are probably explaining it for Danny DeVito. I know. <laughs> pretty much. What? Uh, what?
2: That's fun. Okay, yeah. so that's it. So it's a good watch. It's worth watching. What? Worth going to the theater for? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Elizabeth.
0: Watched a lot of the the classic movies that you watch at Christmas time, but then also this last week went to see Richard Jewell, which it's a good movie. No doubt, good film. It hurts me, Mm -hmm. Um, but that's mostly due to a lot of reality. Um, So being in the legal field, all of the investigation shenanigans that occur, Mm -hmm. that did occur in reality are just painful to watch because yeah. you know it's a real thing and you know I never want people to completely distrust the justice system because while there are definitely some major faults to it there are some good people in it mm-hmm. um so but the movie does do a fair amount to try and show that there are those who will stand up for the little guy or the, the underdog which is nice mm-hmm. um But overall, it was a great film, and it did stay pretty historically accurate. They took some liberties, but that's going to be the case. Yeah. But overall, they stuck to at least all of the major historical plot points, so that was nice to see.
2: So a lot of the controversy with that movie, I mean, at least with uh, critics, is that a lot of people were saying that, or a lot of critics were saying that uh, Clint Eastwood's conservative bias comes out a lot in the movie how did you feel about that
0: it definitely does particularly in the timing of doing this film mm-hmm. it's not necessarily that he a lot of times Clint clint eastwood rewrites the mm-hmm. history and he didn't in this one mm-hmm. but you you definitely get the feel for government's the big bad guy and
2: and fake news and fake, fake news. news which um, in 1996 during the Atlanta olympic bombing you know that wasn't a term
0: no no but
2: retroactively you can see it being applied to this movie
0: correct so i i definitely think the conservatism comes out in the timing of this movie Mm -hmm. had this movie been made in 2010 we probably wouldn't see it as big conservatism but in 2010 this movie probably wouldn't have been made because it wouldn't have covered a subject that is now front and center in our minds. Yeah. Um but I don't think that invalidates it as a movie. Mm-hmm. I yes, there's bias, but there's there's bias in every movie we see. So, just recognizing that and being a educated consumer. It really, I mean, it tells a story that quite honestly is a story that needs to be told because it could go just as easily the opposite direction if the media had chosen somebody else.
4: Yeah.
2: Yeah. What about, uh, the other controversy was the portrayal of the female reporter using her sexual ways to get the, the information from womanly the Womanly wills.
0: Yeah. yeah. Which is to me probably of the liberties
3: that they took the most egregious because yeah. <clears throat> she can't even defend herself because she died. She Correct. Away, yeah. Yeah.
0: Which is, which is really the problem. but, I also look at it as there's plenty of things that she did that were not of good moral character. I mean, she she
2: You talking about the character? You are talking about the actual reporter? the actual
0: the actual person. Okay. At least the history that we are given that that's that's mm-hmm. easily findable. I mean, there's there's plenty of contradicting stories in the history, but it suggests that she was not completely honest and that she did use less than ideal professionalism. There's no suggestion that she in any way slept with anybody to get the information. That's, like,
3: why add that on when, like, you already yeah. have other things that... So I, yeah. I agree that that's a
0: liberty they shouldn't have taken, but, again, it's... She did destroy my character, and not just in the Richard Jewell case. Like, there's some indication that she went after other people to promote her career, which is something that gets done. And mm-hmm. if she hadn't been female, people would probably call her a fantastic reporter, which is more of a problem of society than it is, this is true. Than anything. anything else. However, the bigger thing for me was the failure of the movie to discuss the. Huh. Because, I mean, I get that they take liberties in betraying real people and that sucks and that's awful. But mm-hmm. in terms of the conservatism issue, I mean, there was a whole Justice Department investigation into the FBI agents in leaking and in pursuing the case and how they handled it and how they attempted to get Richard Jewell to waive his constitutional rights. Mm-hmm. And not at least addressing the aftermath fallout and what this did for those kinds of issues really was probably, to me, the bigger omission um, than necessarily the liberties they took on individual people. Hmm, okay. (laughs) Overall, a good movie. Um, But it obviously has its flaws, any historical movie does. mm -hmm. Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. I mean, they're always going to take some kind of embellishments. Yeah. Okay, John uh, just showed up and is joining us again. So, John, what is your week's watch? I'm glad you made it through to 2020.
1: Mm-hmm. Just barely, but it's good on my team. Uh, I watched a horror story called The Marriage Story, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I
2: don't think most people would describe that movie as a horror story.
1: It's Well, I guess, uh, you know, horror can be subjective it all the context and uh, just watching how this story plays out, I'm like, whoa, things can escalate very quickly (laughs) and uh, can get very, very expensive, you know, before you realize it. And uh, yeah, it was just really interesting, very well acted. Um, After watching Rise of Skywalker, I was in a bit of an Adam Driver, uh, you know, uh, thirst. So I need to get more (laughs) Adam Driver. Mm. And uh, this was perfect because it was on Netflix. It also has uh, Black Widow in it. Scarlett Johansson, and it's a—I uh, mean—it's a tour de force of people acting their asses off, and like, holy shit! Like these people are not being utilized to their full potential in some of these pop culture things that we put in. I'll tell you that.
3: Yeah, Adam Driver is an excellent actor. I've seen him in more serious films before and always liked him. <laughs> I saw him
2: in Logan Lucky or Lucky Logan Lucky. Yeah, I mean that's I don't know, I, I and I saw him in that terrible zombie movie. <laughs>
3: the, the, the movie. I was the only one the who liked. it
2: Don't die.
0: <laughs> that, that was a really that. awful movie, but I do like Adam Driver. Usually I do He's an actor.
2: I, I don't yes. think he's a good actor. I
3: think he is, but I, I know I didn't from... watch Girls either, so. Mm- Yeah, he was probably one of my more favorite characters on that show before I stopped watching it. Because he was just such an interesting... He was
1: the only person I liked in Girls. I hated all the women.
3: Yeah, I hated all the women, honestly. (laughs) Yeah, that wasn't a great portrayal. Yeah. I was like, why? Why you got to show this?
1: (laughs) Hey, they're strong, independent women. They're making their way in the big city. And uh, they also just kind of happen to be selfish assholes.
0: Yeah. Which just, I mean, I guess is reality. Men and women can both be sef- selfish
3: assholes, but like so. all of them, like can I just have one <laughs> little golden nugget in there that just like
1: yeah, there was no,
3: no of the feather flock <laughs> together, right?
2: <laughs> okay, so more story. <laughs> uh, what well, I mean, what, what what were the parts that you really enjoyed about the movie, John?
1: Um, it was there there was these long takes where, you know, each of the characters would essentially just kind of tell their story. And it was just really well constructed. I I, I would not be surprised if it was either they memorized these really long um, lines of dialogue, or if some of that was improvised, and maybe they put a little bit of themselves in it. Um, But yeah, it's just really good. The whole way, like I said, that everything progresses. It had some surprising cameos. Um, I knew that Laura Dern was going to be in it, because I heard about it from a review. But it also has Ray Liotta
4: mm.
1: and Alan Elda in there Ooh. and Julie Haggard. And I'm like, oh, wow. These are all people I haven't thought of in like 10, 15 years. And it's cool that they're here.
2: Very cool. Anybody else get a chance to watch that movie yet?
3: No. No.
2: no. Okay. Uh, that is on Netflix. Richard Jewell is in the movie theaters. John G. The Next Level is also in the movie theaters. I finished off my 365. Mm. Movie challenge. Uh, my last four days were movies from the 1920s because we're going to the 2020s. Um, 20 it up. <laughs> I picked uh, all movies I hadn't seen yet. So Charlie Chaplin's Gold Rush, uh, mm. Metropolis. Um, what was the one right before that?
3: Nosferatu?
2: Na- Nosferatu, thank you. And then uh, finally, the jazz singer from 1927, the first audio-synchronized talkie film
4: mm.
2: did not know about the blackface in it.
4: Well, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the
2: 1920s. Yeah. yeah. It, was,
1: it was it was a different time.
2: It was a different time. So there's that. But yeah, I mean, other than that, I, I the, the marvel of the fact that we had synchronized audio in a movie, which is pretty awesome. Yep. Um, Nosferatu, seeing the first Filmed uh, vampire myth story kind of thing that was pretty awesome. Gold Rush Charlie Chaplin. I've never actually watched any Charlie Chaplin movies. I've only watched really? all I watched was the Robert Downey Jr. Chaplin movie. Oh, okay.
4: Um,
2: and then uh, uh what was that? Like? Metropolis. Metropolis is definitely your first sci-fi film ever made. You know, you got to see all the dystopian tropes that came up that we see all the time now and it was you know it's first time so all very interesting movies Uh, also very cool to see so um, they were all available on YouTube so go out and watch them if you can apparently there's a Remastered 1980 something version of Metropolis that has all synth pop uh, soundtrack and Ooh. score. Someone told this me I should go. Ch- to me. Yeah, go and check that out. But I was like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> if I <wanna> do
0: that. <laughs> the 80s were great for a lot of things. That may not be one of them. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that synth pop.
2: <laughs> I mean, that's Stranger Things did a whole. I mean, is yeah. based off the whole synth pop yeah. stuff. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, that sounds like it's right up my alley. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You can probably find John it on,
2: on YouTube too. Uh, okay, so let's get into the Mandalorian. Last two episodes: the Redemption and no, the Reckoning and Redemption. redemption. Uh, we have a lot to talk about with these two episodes. Mm-hmm. Essentially, the 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 Reckoning is the Mandalorian going around collecting all the friends he's made along the way to help <laughs> well
0: some of them some of them not all but who else did
2: who, the people that are that he helped save like
0: <laughs> like yeah he I mean clearly his would be girlfriend is a crack shot I would have I taken mean, that yeah
2: but we already <laughs> could have used got, a
0: sniper man <laughs>
2: we, we got Gina Carano from that episode so. true, true. Can't, can't
0: get two girls from one
2: episode that that's part. right <laughs> <laughs> so, too many
0: women in one shot <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey it's your guys' beloved Star Wars we'll talk to me about it <laughs> Uh, uh, so, yes, Carl Weathers, uh, Bounty Hunter Guildmaster, uh, IG11, who's been rebuilt by uh, Quills? Quills. Yeah. And then also Quills. And then Gina Chrono's Kara. Kara Doom. Yeah, Kara Doom. Uh, all of them showing up to help the Mandalorian bring uh, set up a trap for the Imperial.
3: Huma Yeah. What was
2: what was that guy's name? I mean, I don't know if his name, but what was his designation? Does anybody remember? John, do you remember what Werner Herzog's designation was?
1: He was known as the client early on. I think they gave him a name in this one, though. Oh,
2: okay. Okay. So, yeah, the client, the, the, the thing that uh, Carl Weathers sets up, or at least tells Mando, is that, hey, you bring in the bait, and then we can kill the guy, and then everything will be okay. And you'll
3: be back in the guild, and everyone will be rainbows. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and obviously, he was lying. <laughs> uh, but the Mandalorian takes on the the idea because it's he he sees it as the only way to mm-hmm. get himself and the uh, baby Yoda out of the out of the situation that they're in. Mm-hmm. But on the way back to uh, what's the name of the town? Anybody remember? Outpost.
3: Navarro? Navarro. Navarro is yeah. the planet.
2: Well, Navarro is the planet, but yeah. the outpost on Navarro. Oh. Yeah. Uh, they're attacked by pterodactyls, lava pterodactyls that have poison talons.
3: That sounds about
1: right.
3: <laughs> 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 Freaking Star Wars.
1: So basically mini Rodans.
2: Mini Rodans. Mini-O-Dans. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and in uh, new Star Wars fashion. Mm-hmm. We are introduced to yet another power of the Force, yeah. in other than lore, and uh, Baby Yoda is able to force-heal Carl Weathers' character.
3: Yeah. Which, if I remember correctly, was sort of hinted at in the very, what, second episode? When, like, the Mandalorian was hurt and Baby Yoda was trying to use the Force? Now that I remember? not He was actually yeah. trying to, like, that was him practicing the Force. So I think...
2: Or was it him trying to choke out the Mandalorian?
3: (laughs) No, yes, hand positions were different. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) 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 Uh, that was the best scene. We just rolled over.
2: (laughs) That he he choked out Gina, (laughs) Gina (laughs) out of Just
3: Like you're hurting him. No, 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 no. bad baby, bad baby Yoda. No, no, (laughs) she's a friend. It's okay.
0: (laughs) That made me laugh. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, although that does play to, I mean, because we don't get much in terms of the childness of baby yoda except Mm -hmm. for his size yeah and like that's something a child would not understand is the fine details between friendly competitiveness versus enemy well especially
2: since the person that you care about doesn't take off his helmet so you can't have expression
0: (laughs) but so i actually did appreciate that they had that because it was probably the first time you actually see that kind of where a child who's got these extreme powers might not be able to distinguish when and when not to use them. Yeah.
2: So, uh, with the force healing of Carl Weathers arm, now Carl Weathers just turn the corner. It's like, Oh, you saved me. So I'm not going to turn on you kind of thing.
0: I mean, which, I mean, it fits with the yeah. star Wars, like a lot of the Star Wars allies end up becoming allies just due to, well, you saved me, I'll save you. I mean, when you've got such an expansive universe and yeah. so many different types of people, you just start to align yourself with people who have physically saved you.
3: Yeah, or that, or men like, you got that power? I'm gonna be your friend.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think the benefit lies more in being this little tiny thing's friend.
2: <laughs> That's fair. Uh, so... We get to the outpost in Navarro, and it's more than just the four people, the four s- stormtroopers that Carl Weathers <laughs> had been preaching about. And there's a, a whole platoon,
1: I guess, is a good way of putting it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah pretty much. Not quite a battalion, but yeah. a platoon's probably a good estimate.
1: Yeah. It was a company. A company. A company.
2: Got it. A company. Which... I, if the memes are correct, I guess was actual, uh, was it one fifty one? Five hundred first five hundred first members. Yeah, they yeah. actually had five hundred first because they members. didn't have enough armor made for mm-hmm. uh, extras, so they yep. called in five hundred first people to come in and be free labor. Yep.
1: <laughs> Basically, free I mean, extras. who wouldn't turn down? I uh, at least as a Star Wars fan say, hey, we're not going to pay you anything, but you can be in the show in the background as an extra. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody would take that up. <laughs> yeah. <Ooh>. I wouldn't.
4: <laughs>
0: well, you're not a Star, Wars, mean, fan. Not a Star <laughs> Wars fan. I'm a Star Wars fan. Although my thing is, is how does Disney not have the money to make costumes for extras? Like... I mean, <laughs> they
3: do, but it's significantly cheaper. Valid. Because I want to say they also use the 501st and Galaxy's Edge somehow, too, And like, opening day, but I'm not positive.
2: Well, I could that. see them being there on opening day. Yeah.
3: And, and that would be cool. And I'm to sure me. some of the 501st auditioned to be Stormtroopers, too yeah within Galaxy's Edge but
2: would you get? would you have to use your own armor that you made or would they give you some armor as well, a if you, cast I, member
3: I, I don't know because as far as I know the 501st has the most accurate of armor so but see I'm if sure you're Disney could, and you probably, own it
2: whatever they make is accurate now
3: yeah <laughs> I well, would I
0: imagine know, yeah. if you I'd got hired, get
3: it, yeah, you would get it. But if you
0: were just volunteering for the first day of right. opening, no, yeah.
4: no, Plus, yeah,
3: the stormtroopers at Galaxy's Edge aren't the five hundred first; they're the First Order stormtroopers. So they are first, and order. I think they are slightly different. So, uh,
2: yeah, that's uh, I don't. That's okay. That's a n- not here nor there. Anyways, <laughs> um, you started it. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. What the next thing that I was going to talk about was not here nor there, well. so I decided Can't, not to transition. go to it. <laughs> um. So as they're all pinned down, about to probably succumb to uh battle with Werner Herzog, mm-hmm. his uh, him and his people all get gunned down. Just
3: gunned down yeah. out of nowhere.
2: Out of nowhere. And then who's it by? Oh, the bigger bad guy from the empire. From the empire.
0: Well, you always have to have a bigger bad guy come in. It's
2: yeah. always a bigger fish, huh? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, Liam Neeson laid it down. Mo- <laughs> Moff Gideon, uh, played by Giancarlo Esposito. Giancarlo Esposito. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he's. I'm assuming he's the one that that went in like was following them and touched uh, Ming Na Wen after she died. Her character probably her wasted character
1: uh, as of now i don't know i don't think that was him what that went to her though you don't think so no because he, as we saw here he was traveling around with all of these troopers as backup i don't see why he would go to meet this one single person by himself if not with arriving with the same regiment of uh, troops i think that might have been just a different character. And this was all just set up for something else in future.
0: Well, unless the troops were just out of the shot. Yeah, because I think the yeah. way they was
2: shot, you all you saw was his feet. So I think, I think you were, I think they went. They might have been out of the shot. I mean, he he flew. He came in his own Tie Fighter by himself. So
1: yeah, we didn't hear Tie Fighter sounds though. I just feel like, I mean, it's possible. I just I'm kind of hoping that maybe that was a setup for something else for season okay. two.
0: Well, I mean. Never mind, we haven't gotten there yet. But yeah, well, it could be. Or it could be somebody working with him.
4: Okay, mm.
2: that's fair. Uh, so, as uh, Mandalorian finds out that, you know, it's not, uh, they're being pinned down. He calls back to Quill. Quill. Quill is on his way with baby Yoda to the ship. He doesn't quite make it, though. Two speeders <laughs> come up behind him and take him out with their accurate shooting from a speeder as he's running on a blurg <laughs> or yeah, riding off on a blurg. Uh, those, did you know who those played those two, uh, or whatever, speeder troopers, whatever you call them. I did not. Who? Scout troopers, scout troopers. Uh, well, at least in the next episode, it's played by Jason Sudeikis and Adam Paley. Oh, and that's why they had all that funny, um, not that banter, banter yeah. back and forth. And then, Prove that they can't fight. They can't shoot worth a damn because they couldn't hit a can that was ten feet away.
1: It's only when it's convenient to the plot.
3: Yep.
2: Yeah, that's kind of how Star Wars is. Yeah. I
1: did not know that those were somewhat famous uh, comedian actors. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. But I, I love the scene though because even though this was like probably some of the funnier stuff I've ever seen in Star Wars that was intentionally funny. Mm
4: -hmm.
1: All I kept thinking was like, yeah, this is how you can do humor. And not make it be stupid. Yeah, you're kind of being a little bit meta, and uh, you know, you're addressing some things that uh, you know fans could probably question the logic of. They they question it too, and I love that the first thing that came to my mind is like, wow, these guys are practically doing like a shot for shot remake of the intro to Red versus Blue.
2: Yeah, it was definitely oh, Red yeah. versus Blue. Loved it. Yeah.
1: But I, I was kind of hoping that that would have been a couple of the red versus blue guys doing that. I was like, oh, that would have been a real cool throwback. I was like, man, those guys are big enough now that they could be extras in Star Wars. Uh, you know, no, nope. that would be kind of ugly. What's
2: But uh, I mean, did you didn't? I mean, I thought it took a little, and I don't even care for Baby Yoda, but it's taken a little bit far to constantly punch <laughs> the baby.
3: Who looked at that little face and punches it? Somebody well, they didn't look
2: at the face. They. Oh, I guess he, true. Did. After he did. He did look at it first, and then he bit
3: him, and then he punched him. And just
1: like, you hey, to that be fair, before? if a baby bit me, I'd punch yeah.
2: it. No, you wouldn't. No, you <laughs>
3: wouldn't.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, not my baby, obviously. Someone, else. <laughs> <laughs> Someone else's baby.
2: Yeah. uh but yeah, that's what I was. He's like, that's that was just, that was a little too far. So, yeah. um
1: I think it was so you wouldn't feel bad, though, once IG-8 got there, that he just completely demolished them. Yeah,
3: I probably. I don't
2: think you need extra incentive for <laughs> killing stormtroopers.
3: I mean, right now, like, stormtroopers are basically, like, just people needing a job. Job, yeah. You know, it's, it's not, they're not the clones anymore.
0: That's they're, true. Like,
3: and they aren't yet but they're the also First not, Order.
2: The, yeah. the Empire has fallen. You're.
0: And you still need work. You still
3: need work. And if you can get paid, you can get paid.
0: <laughs> I mean the bounty hunters are all
3: mercenaries yeah
0: they don't care whose side they're fighting
3: this is the outer rims there's no good people or bad people like it's all neutral
2: okay but still as an audience member you don't care if stormtroopers get shot
3: because you don't know who they are but I knew who they were and they were funny (laughs) and then they punched baby Yoda and then I'm like okay now you can die
2: Okay, there you go. You, you have to punch a baby before you can get killed. Of,
3: if you're going to be funny, you got to punch a baby. <laughs> then you can die. Uh,
2: so it, now that they are really pinned down because uh, Moff Gideon... So Moff is a title, like Grand Moff yes. Tarkin. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, Has brought in more of his stormtroopers and now infiltrated all of the town. Uh, he they're... also
1: had a, a squadron of Death Troopers too, which oh, we yeah. last saw in uh, Rogue One.
2: Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Which which one was those?
1: The, ones, the dark ones, the, like the ones. black armor. Oh, the black armor ones. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: Uh, and then you have ones that are designated just for flamethrowers. They got red on them.
4: Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: Yes, those are flametroopers
2: F- Oh, flame are they? Troopers.
3: You are dealing with yes. the military. Yeah. <laughs> th- th- this is actually also how military uniforms work too. <laughs> No. I yeah, the, they, they the
1: I mean, it's not might be obvious, like deflagration commando or something, but I mean, flame trooper works. I
3: was gonna say, in the military, you get different,
1: you get
0: a badges, batch. yes yeah,
1: and
3: stuff. Because a paint stripe on a big white hunk of armor, like, it's about the same thing as a badge. Okay.
2: You guys keep telling yourself that.
1: Oh my God. It's like, so, so like from a distance, you can tell, hey, that's a fire guy.
2: Yeah, that's a so, guy. So, Stay so away. the enemy knows to make sure to shoot that guy first. Yeah, got that it.
0: That is what military uniforms designate. You a know patch is
2: this big, <laughs> big old stripes on your outfit, or a big black uniform is different.
3: To be fair, having a big giant white outfit, like just target, like just <laughs> yes. But
2: the whole point <laughs> is like the they're all the, the same. Place. Then you don't know who's the who's in charge.
0: Except the generals like the never gen- wear a yeah. helmet.
3: Like and stormtroopers, yes, the I thought generals,
2: like, but wait, like,
3: no, no, the commanders and the leaders, they have this little shoulder badge thing too. Like I know they have a separate thing too. I thought that was just the clones. No, I think they have
1: no, something the else. Because regular I, imperial troopers also have uh, they have ranks. They have uh, a. Yeah. I know they, they have, have ranks. I'm not saying the they shoulder. don't have ranks, but
3: they wear like don't the leaders wear something slightly different than the other stormtroopers?
1: Yeah, they'll have like a shoulder pauldron. Thank you. Or, uh, <laughs> Designation.
2: Okay.
3: I know that because I'm fallen order. That's how it is. Ah. They, like, and they're harder to kill, and that's. <laughs> she, and I see it from afar. They have actual have armor. Harder to kill.
2: They have actual armor. Yeah,
3: but,
4: yeah, they
2: that's be yeah. yeah. plastic. Yeah, it's <laughs> plastic. That's fair. All right, so completely ruined. that smelting metal, but. <laughs> <laughs> um. When Jean Carlo comes in, when uh, when moth. Gideon comes in, he gives us a lot of information on all three characters that we didn't already know.
3: This is how bad I am. I know everything about you. How
4: does
2: he know every? <laughs> how does he know Mando's real name? How does he know well, Kara's uh, planet? How does he know...
0: Mando explained that.
2: Yeah. Mando does, but I mean, so that's explained for Mando, but how about Kara and how about... Well,
0: if he's the one in charge of records, if, if, if that is his task... Yeah. then he would have the records on everybody.
2: How would he possibly know that Kara was in there with him? And that she he was going to show she was going to he was she was going to be in there with him. Like you, does he just have a eidetic memory?
3: He's probably that's been watching intel. them for a while.
0: If we assume that he is the one or his agent is the one that's been following them. Huh.
2: I think there's something else.
3: But like I what? I guess we, like can what? Get, <laughs> we can
2: get there to the end when we come around to that part.
4: Oh okay.
1: Maybe he's he's a uh, force sensitive.
2: That's exactly what I was gonna say.
1: No, well, <laughs> mm. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> that's actually the theory.
2: That, oh, is uh, it? Is that the oh, internet way. theory that's going on?
1: That's why yeah, I think that he's the, is, the, the if not force lightsaber? sensitive because we did have it's inquisitors it's and it's 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 so um, other force sensitive characters after the Jedi purge, but they were working exclusively for the Sith. So anybody that had Jedi or uh, force sensitivity was seen as more valuable in the eyes of the emperor,
4: mm-hmm.
1: you know, that you probably have more longevity to play your cards right.
2: Okay. Alrighty then. So he, uh, our Mandalorian now has a name. It's Din Din. Din-jarin. Din-jarin.
0: Dinjarin. Dinjarin.
2: Yeah. Something like that.
0: Dinjarin.
2: Uh, and Kara is from the planet of Alderaan, which we know has been blown up. Mm-hmm yep uh guessing the reason why she became a rebel probably rebel shock trooper um well that
4: and
3: alderaan was already a rebel planet when i guess that's true i guess mean, yeah leia and her family
2: her adopted family yeah um and, and carl weathers has a full name it doesn't really matter <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> sure uh do i mean does that mean anything in the star wars universe
1: no, it's just what his name is. He's okay. No, okay. New character.
2: Uh, IG Eleven has been reprogrammed to be a nurse droid. His sole purpose is to protect, protect Baby Yoda. Now, now protect Baby Yoda. Mm-hmm. Um, by any means necessary. By any means necessary. He uh, comes flying through the the outpost <laughs> and, on a speed speed bike. Great. And just takes out all the outlying uh, mm-hmm. stormtroopers as they were either dealing with Jawas or just hanging back because they didn't really want to be in the fight, I guess.
0: Sometimes a paycheck's not worth it if you can avoid it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, then, so it gives Mando and the other the other two an opportunity to get out of their hiding space because they can't get down into the sewer. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get blown, blown back, though, when uh Gideon shoots the big transformer mechanical thing that's in front of Mando as he's about to use the big fucking gun. Yep. yep. And uh that's enough to throw him back and almost kill him or pretty much kill him.
3: Yeah. With shrapnel probably.
2: Yeah. Uh but then IG-11 comes in, saves the day.
3: Pulls out the crate.
2: Opens up the crate, yeah. Gets everybody down there and then Use back to spray on, on Mando after yep. <laughs> he takes off his helmet.
3: <gasps> I know, right?
2: You get to see Pedro Pascal's face. I know, right? I really was hoping it was going to be something different. I like that. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I like that IG was like, well, good thing I'm not a living creature. <laughs> Take your damn helmet off.
2: There you go, John. Even the droids in Star Wars know that artificial life is not life.
3: Yep.
1: That doesn't mean it's not sentient. <laughs> oh. I, do, I do
0: like his ability to logic his way out of the issue like <laughs> no i'm a computer
3: here let me show you the logic <laughs> <laughs> no i'm a computer and it's like whatever i just take it off
2: <laughs> i mean he really couldn't stop him from i mean again, he put his gun up to him yeah, yeah he said he which, was gonna shoot him also to me is a problem because the first thing we we see the mando di- did to ig11 in the first episode is you know he shoots him in the head kills him right yeah but then the blasters from all the stormtroopers and stuff like that kind of just bounce off of IG-11. So is Mando's blaster just more powerful?
3: Or was that up close? I would say it's because it was up close.
2: Because it's, it's up close?
3: Because, let's face it, getting close to an IG-11 seems pretty hard to do.
2: <laughs> I
3: guess. So I imagine from a ranged aspect his armor is enough, but up close probably not that well.
2: So it's more like a bullet than it is a laser? Even though it looks like a laser?
0: That would have to
3: be the assumption. That's what I would go with. I mean, there's... And they
1: they do have that in Star Wars, too. They have uh, bolts that are not solid lasers, but actually like superheated metal. Mm
2: Okay.
3: Yeah. I mean, range changes the power of anything that's being projectiled. Not
2: lasers. Laser is energy. It doesn't...
0: Well, Well, energy starts to dissipate the farther out it goes from its source.
2: It's like light years.
4: <laughs>
3: well, these lasers are Star Wars lasers, okay. so maybe they're more like bullet lasers. I don't know. That's what I was agreeing with I don't know the you. science of Star <laughs> Debating laser guns. I mean,
2: that's what <laughs> that's we've been we given. <laughs> we have to debate it. Uh, so, down into the Mandalorian sewer covets or whatever they're called, um, the only one of this representation of Mandalorians left is the Mm armorer. Everybody else is either dead or moved away. Mm -hmm. Um, She's decided to stay behind because this is her place. This is the way.
0: Because she has to provide essentially what would be considered proper burial for the Mandalorians in Mm -hmm. smelting down their armor. Even Mando says he couldn't leave the armor just sitting in a pile like that. Yeah. It's
3: just... One of those cultural things you just do.
2: Because now we know Mandalorian is not a race; it's a creed.
3: It's a creed.
2: <laughs> oh, <yeah>. uh, <laughs> oh and we
3: finally got his whole background too.
2: We did get to see the rest of the the scene play out. It's as a droid was about to come kill him inside that little <laughs> storage unit. Uh, a Mandalorian took out the droid and picked him up, and thus started the first part of a foundling's. Thing. Like as soon as you're found, you now have to be taken care of by that Mandalorian.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, you and become a Ling. You become a Ling until, until uh, either they get you back to your race or they you're of age to be trained. Yep. Um, which. Now has been that uh, baby Yoda has been passed on to Mandalorian to do the same. He either has to get him back to his race or train him when he becomes of age.
0: Papa Mando. (laughs) (laughs) Although the armorer did say, "Mm, he's not trainable. (laughs) that would break him. "Mm,
4: (laughs) I I
2: think that was only because of his size. Yeah. I'm pretty sure if he he gets bigger, he could. I mean, look at what Yoda is able to do when he's older. Yeah. I I wouldn't see why not. I mean, could you imagine? I mean... A uh, Mandalorian with Jedi powers.
3: Yes, <laughs> it'd be great. Although the
0: interesting part that I found was the the concept of the Jedi being the bad guy and being a race.
3: Yeah. Well, the Jedi had fought the Mandalorian before. Well, yeah, that's what you...
0: Yeah. So that, and because that's not a backstory I'm familiar with as much. Um, it'd be a John, question? Probably.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, you see, it all depends on your point of view.
2: Okay, you gotta add more to that.
1: <laughs> I mean, from the from the perspective of the Mandalorians, yes, that would be accurate. That uh, the uh, I mean, going all the way back to the origins of Mandalore or the founding of Mandalore, uh, essentially, all the people that left Coruscant were basically chased off by the Jedi okay. after the you know the Mandalorians, who were already really excellent warriors, couldn't compete with Jedi powers and lightsabers. Which is what caused them to become the warrior society that they became of essentially a patchwork of different races following the same creed. That was primarily because, uh, you know, hey, we all need to stick together and figure out how we're going to be able to fight against these like space wizards with magical sword. Which is why they became fully enclosed in that kind of armor. Um, You know, Beskar became like their part of like their essential existence. And, yeah, for a very long time, they were kind of at odds with Jedi. They just didn't like them.
0: But what caused and them was, to be at odds with Jedi?
1: Because
4: they were um, chased off their Well,
1: planet? like I said, they were, I believe they were the original inhabitants of Coruscant, at least in the original uh, lore. That was the story. Okay.
4: And, and so then the during gen- the
1: founding uh, and the war that took place to conquer Coruscant, the Jedi essentially like just outpowered uh, the Mandalorian. okay. Oh, okay. And they had to all seek refuge somewhere else and rebuild. And their population was dwindled down, but because there were different races that ended up banding together, thus was born the uh, the Mandalorians. Because the original Mandalore, uh, like, person or leader was mm-hmm. not human. There just happened to be a bunch of humans that later took up the creed as well.
0: Oh, okay. So, a Mandalorian was initially a race and has become a creed.
1: St- sort of yes the well I think the first Mandalore guy was, name was the name Mandalore. of the person yeah, the that banded guy. all okay. of these different races together got it so Mandalore was the person and then they named the planet that they eventually ended up in as Mandalore, Mandalore. as well so it's like so anybody that followed that became a Mandalorian I don't remember what the actual race was of the first uh, it's like Mandal- so. it's like
2: Jesus Christ
0: in yeah Christian. I was gonna say yeah. so we've just be- so this is following the plot line of Christianity yeah <laughs> Sort of, yeah <laughs>
1: Kinda, yeah. Because
0: they were pushed which out would out of make Egypt. the Jedi yeah. the Romans, I guess. Yeah. Mm. 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 Well, the Romans have actually converted, <laughs> so when, uh, the unless the, the Jedi the
3: Empire? convert, unless the Jedi convert,
0: uh, yeah, I guess that would make the Empire Romans.
3: Yeah, the Empire would be Romans. The Jedi are just British. <laughs> 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 They're just England. <laughs> Uh, England back in the colonies. Yeah.
4: Okay.
2: <laughs> okay. So there's your backstory on Mandalore. Uh, as uh, we saw, the armor herself is a great fighter, and yeah. as Elizabeth alluded to. Uh, She ruined the (laughs) Beskar smelting by throwing in a stormtrooper into the forge.
3: It's the secret ingredient.
1: (laughs) No, now they're gonna miss every shot.
2: Uh, Oh no! no. Um, Or maybe she made a new alloy. You know, there's a little. It's it's just as strong and maybe even lighter. No.
4: Maybe.
0: I mean, a a lot of scientific discoveries do happen by accident, so anything's (laughs) possible.
2: (laughs) Uh, As they are. Going down a lava river, um, they find that at the opening of this uh, river cave, uh, there's a platoon of stormtroopers waiting to ambush them. And
1: mm-hmm. wait, You're glossing over one of the best parts, that that little ferry was being uh, rowed by a modified RT-2. Oh, yeah, that
4: had freaking legs.
1: Legs and arms? It had arms and legs. (laughs) Is it it really the
3: best part? It's kind of more the most terrifying part.
1: (laughs) It reminded me of, like, one of those toys from Toy Story that Sid modified with, Uh, like, wrestler arms and legs.
3: (laughs) You're like, ooh, that's creepy.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, it didn't have any controls, so, yes, it, it would need to have arms to push the the boat the ferry um, with a
0: magical metal ore that didn't melt in lava yeah I'm still trying to comprehend well, that
2: part I mean <sighs> it took quite a bit for IG11 to to melt too he Ballad. walked yeah. quite a ways maybe it was stone oh like the boat was yeah maybe um so uh, his last directive now that the baby is going to be protected by uh Jin Din
0: Din
4: Din
2: uh is to self-destruct because it's the last thing he can do to, pr- to protect and it his self-destruct went off a lot faster than it did in the first episode <laughs> <laughs> um i honestly thought that would would have caused a cave-in at the opening of the cave though that i'm surprised it was, yeah. didn't
0: although we don't actually see them exit the cave they're just outside all of a sudden so
2: i guess that's true
0: anything's possible it could have been a cave in and then they moved the rocks to get themselves out because the boat's no longer there it really
3: would have depend on what made that cave on how much of an impact it would have to actually make it cave in
2: i mean it's a it's 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 already being weakened by a lot the heat from the lava i would assume but that
3: heat from the lava could be strengthening it that's how you get metamorphic rock okay. and stuff so and metamorphic rock is stronger uh, <laughs> Possibly. It, it wouldn't be easy to crumble sediment.
2: Oh. Uh, I
3: took geology in college.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so the your, 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 our other two st- our Star Wars people here. Um, the significance of the new sigil. You want to talk about that? De- nope.
3: De- 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 he's, yes. he's, he, he, Clan of two. Yeah. <laughs>
2: So I mean, it's it's literally just him and Yoda, mm-hmm. and yeah. that's that's how your sigils are made. It's 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 only about your clan. Well,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, the I mean, he's essentially founding his own clan now, and the, the importance of the sigil is that, again, you know, kind of like with the founding of Mandalore, um, it's presumed because I don't know if it's been changed or not in mm-hmm. the canon, but uh, you know, the Mandalore essentially took down a Mythosaur, which is essentially like a like a giant. Uh, like elephant, basically. Okay.
4: Or, um,
1: that's what that thing looks like, or like a more prehistoric, like a mammoth, maybe. And um, so, yeah, it's kind of like a rite of passage that, you know, when you conquer a beast of the, the universe or the galaxy, that, you know, something that really challenges or tests your skill as a, as a Mandalorian, then you've earned that, and that becomes, you know, your your legacy, I guess, or your your clan, as they say in here. And, you know, th- we know already that from, like, the second episode or third episode, that that's what the Armorsmith was going to give him as a sigil when he said, "I oh, I defeated a, a Mudhorn because, you know, she was checking out his armor. I was like, wow, what did this to you? Right. But and he he's it. like, no, I can't take that because, you know, an enemy helped me. It wasn't an honorable kill. Well, like I guess it is an honorable kill now because now they're working together and they're friends after all. And this is the way. So that becomes a sigil.
2: So if he decides to take on more foundlings or a family or something like that, mm-hmm. or the rest of his clan, they would all wear his new clan Correct.
1: sigil. Presumably until they come up with their own, yes. or
3: Until they've earned uh, their own. Until they earn their own, yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, okay. Uh, so Carl Weathers uh, offers a job to uh, Kara saying, hey, you can be one of my new bounty hunters or my new enforcer. And she's gonna stay in Navarro. Mm-hmm. Um, he offers a. Ju- he says that Mando can come back whenever he wants, and he'll get the pick of his jobs. Mm-hmm. Mando uh, buries Quill, and they take off. Boop-a-do. But that's not the end.
1: <gasps> no. No, 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 no. Well, that's actually, no. before that, we're kind of skipping what uh, happens right after they leave the cave. Is that oh, yeah,
3: he uh, got his jetpack?
2: Oh uh, god, that's right. I Forgot about that
1: moth Gideon uh, decides to attack them in his TIE fighter, which, by the way, we kind of glossed over earlier, but this is the first time in canon that we see an uh, Imperial TIE fighter uh, actually beat, like, land, yes.
4: and I've mm, never yeah. seen
1: that the wings yeah. fold like that.
0: Which is really cool, but, oh, yeah. I mean, you have to presume it did something, I guess. Yeah.
2: It's just like an X-Wing? Yeah.
1: Kind of, yeah. Tungusoro. Well, the... The, the, uh, the, line, uh, the wings yeah. on the X Wing fold closed. Well, yeah, I guess kind of. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah. that
2: it does the exact same hard. thing.
3: It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a bit more dramatic on the TIE Fighter.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, and kind of like with the ATST in the earlier episode when they're on the uh, the peaceful planet, I was like you have just one. Normally you're used to seeing like a bunch of these all at once, but this is just one. And it seems like the most threatening thing ever because mm-hmm. it's like they're so outnumbered and so like unprepared
2: I mean, do you want to talk about uh, his armor too Grand or Moth Gideon like it's very reminiscent or to me at least it was very reminiscent of Darth Vader so like it had it was all black and it has little things on the chest
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, it is a bit more well yeah, there's definitely parallels to something like Darth Vader because I mean it's always a, a matter of escalation. You know if you think about it in anything in any story that takes place you're always going to have an analog of something that came before it but in this particular case uh yeah he is wearing uh commando gear essentially so that leads me to believe that he is like one of those types of officers that likes to get down and dirty with his troops Mm
4: -hmm. because
1: otherwise he would just be wearing an imperial uniform like you see a lot of the people in the death star or the star destroyers just kind of like office wear,
3: not protected. Like not this protected guy
1: likes battle. to wear his imperial Dickies.
4: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm sorry. It sounds like you're in the bathtub. What is the? What is that water sound?
1: Um, I was not urinating. Okay. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> Please tell me we're going to cut this part out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nah, I was pouring myself a glass of water. Ah. Um, uh, okay. okay. Uh.
2: So yes uh though what's what is uh yeah, the armor gave him a jetpack said asked if you were trained in the ways of the rising phoenix and he said only as a boy hasn't been done in a while uh it was very specific that hey i g11 don't give this to him until he's ready uh and he hey you got to do drills on I this g-11 before like, you can do that
3: you're gonna have to be ready so. <laughs>
2: And then, yeah, he just kind of got on there and did it. And I was just like, ah, oh, that... I don't know. To me, I wanted to see more of a training montage of him failing over and over, but I guess
1: Yeah, I wanted to see like the Iron Man 1 scene where yeah, he's like, okay, let's try 5%. It just smashes into a wall.
3: I don't think they had time. I yeah. think they needed him to be able to be at least decent at it.
1: No, I understand.
3: I well, but see,
2: you didn't need that for to be in this, this story yet. You, you could have wrote that into season 2, like... Else. Write something else. I
3: think they could still get him training. I think literally it was just luck that he actually managed to do it. That was
2: a pretty good landing for just luck.
3: Yeah, maybe he should have stumbled a little bit, but then it wouldn't be the hot and sexy Mandalorian that we yeah, know. If see, he stumbled, that's the problem. <laughs> I, no, it's not a problem.
1: It's perfectly fine. <laughs> I think you know what? When duty calls, you have to just really step up. You know. Yeah. I think that's what he did there.
0: I think it's a setup. For his abilities. Because we, you know, we hear about him being not just a Mandalorian, but one of the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... This is the reason why he's the best.
2: But he's the best bounty hunter. It doesn't mean he's the best Mandalorian. We don't know that. That's that's.
0: But I think it's supposed to indicate some of his natural abilities and skills. He may have more. And if he ends up being... I mean, there's at least a potential indication here towards the end that maybe he gets trained as a Jedi or has Force powers. And so that might... Because she indicates that he, the jetpack will need to know him and right. he'll need to know it and some sort of natural connection between the two. Which sounds kind of sort of almost forcey. <laughs> so For a machine? Yes, it does. <laughs> but so... I wonder if that's kind of an indication as to some of his natural inclinations. To being
3: maybe a little force sensitive.
0: Okay is sure. what
3: I think the setup was for. I mean, that's what I get being Force-sensitive means. Like, you might not know, you can actively use the Force, but you're, like, kind of sort of naturally good at some things. You have some natural instincts, like, you know, when you're surrounded, even though you can't see anybody, stuff like that. I mean, Luke even showed that before he knew what a Jedi was because he could shoot through the cannon and hit little...
2: Womp rats. Womp
3: rats. Womp rats. <laughs> I mean, like, he was naturally good. It's like shooting womp rats in a canyon. Like, that sounds hard to do, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't
4: sound easy. <laughs>
3: Um, so I think
0: that's the whole purpose of that exchange.
2: Okay. Well, he, uh, he did it. He, he's able to take down Moff Gideon's TIE fighter, uh, with explosives. And, yes. uh, as we see Jawas trying to pick apart Moff Gideon's TIE fighter, he cuts himself out of the TIE fighter.
3: But the most beautiful sword I've ever seen in my life. <laughs>
2: What is this sword called? It, it's it's not a regular lightsaber.
3: I believe it's a dark saber. No, isn't that what yes. it's called? By all yeah.
1: accounts, this is the dark saber. The and dark saber.
3: But, yeah, I think there's only one because it's so beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> just because in love,
4: I really freaking want one. <laughs>
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: So, so this, uh, I, I found this funny because there was only one of two reactions. Uh, I saw a meme about this and I was mm-hmm. like, yep, this is exactly right. You either know what this is and your head is blown or you have no idea. You're like, what's this all about? <laughs> and then there's like no way in between. You either know or you don't know. And
2: so is this I was a- like,
1: holy crap. Like, as soon as I saw it, like, puncture through mm-hmm. the, the wreckage, I'm like, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, it's a dark Darksaber. Yeah. So is this I like, some oh, kind holy of, shit, that means a lot.
2: Is this some kind of hybrid between a Viber Blade and a lightsaber?
1: Sort of. Yeah. Well, no, because it's an actual lightsaber. It's just uh, – so I did a little preparation because I knew that this was going to be something I would to touch on. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> um, so the Darksaber was created by Tar Vizla, who was the first – Mandalorian Jedi. to ever be inducted into the Jedi Order.
4: Ooh.
1: So, like, this was during the Knights of the Old Republic days and uh, it was kind of a big deal because before then, of course, the, the Jedi and the uh, are were kind of at odds with each other. So this was kind of like the first step towards bridging that gap. And uh, he formed this unique lightsaber basically using Mandalore technology and a rare dark or black uh, kyber crystal. Yep. so that gave it its unique properties. Where unlike most um, lightsabers, which were like uh, cylindrical, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. this one has more of like a samurai edge, like profile. Like it's Ugh. it's got a distinctly more rectangular body, mm-hmm. and um, it, even though it's a black blade, it still glows white. Oh yeah. Um, But unlike a vibroblade, it's not always uh, affixed. It can definitely retract like a regular lightsaber would, whereas the vibroblade is always a solid blade. It just happens to have a high frequency running through it, which makes it cut better, I guess. So that being said, the darksaber became sort of a symbol of the Mandalores. Uh, So whoever is the leader of the Mandalorians at the time usually carries the the darksaber. Rarely uses it because most people, you know, if you're not force sensitive, it's not recommended to have, you know, things like this, like a lightsaber. Mm -hmm. Um, It's more ceremonial at some point. Uh, But more recently in the new canon, we've seen the Darksaber twice now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Darth Maul had it for a brief time when he took over the Mandalorian during the uh, the Clone Wars cartoon. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, during Rebels, uh, Sabine had it, and then she became the leader of the Mandalorians, I think. That one I'm a little more sketchy on. Uh, But the point remains.
3: That's actually what I knew it from.
1: Okay, so the person that has the Darksaber is implied to be the leader of the Mandalorians or a person that has conquered the Mandalore. So right now, we're looking at probably the latter, but potentially the former and I'm just like, whoa, that's going to be a huge conflict of interest for the Mandalorian.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> okay, so uh, any idea of how Moff Gideon would have gotten this sword?
3: Assume, well, yeah. from
1: what we heard earlier in the uh, exposition that Din Djarin was giving, is that Moff Gideon was the one that came in and, uh, I guess, like, decimated his village that he was from. I think it was what he said because that's how he would have had the records for it. Right. He was like the only way he could know my name is if he was the one that came in and destroyed my home, hmm. and because uh, that was the last time my name was said or something like that. Okay. So, so it's possible, yeah. That.
2: Yeah. So then- I
1: think I, I think the implication here, though, is that this is going to become part of the the journey that the Mandalorian is going to go through, and he's going to be the one that reunites the Mandalorians in the canon after he uh, finishes off Giancarlo, Beatles character, and uh, then the is going to be in his position. And this is, in fact, the plot of a video game. Like We're seeing him level up, gain new armor. In this last chapter of the game, he acquired the Rising Phoenix jetpack, which... We all knew he would, but you know, like, that's the goal. He's gonna get that dark saber. He's gonna become the leader of Mandalorian.
4: Yep,
3: it's the quest. <laughs>
2: okay, well, that's fair. Uh, I guess I just didn't.
1: You could not care less, Mitch, and you know what? You're the poor for it because this is awesome.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I just didn't think that it would happen all so quickly. I mean, it was pretty obvious that. They were going to get a second season, so.
4: Oh,
2: yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: we're going to go through some adventures here. There's going to be still a lot more to explore. It's unfortunate that, you know, for being such a large galaxy full of interesting things, they've always chosen to focus on, like, the same family in the movies throughout the whole thing. I was like, it's, it's bigger than this, guys. Come on.
2: Do-do-do. Yeah. Hey, hey, there's Steven. What was
1: that?
0: Steven. or not? <laughs>
2: oh, I think he. We can hear him, but I don't think he can hear us at the moment.
1: Oh, uh, it's the same problem as before.
2: Yeah. Okay, so Stephen joining us now. We are finishing up on the Mandalorian. What would you like to say about the first season of the Mandalorian?
5: Uh, it's not a, per- a metaphor on this one, but I felt like um, there's a there's a specific way that they shot uh, the entirety of Mad Max Fury Road. Where everything was centered in the middle of the frame. So you didn't have to like consciously pick apart where to look in the whole thing. I feel like that's this show. Everything was like very centric. uh, And it didn't ask you to do anything to watch it. Yes.
3: I liked that. (laughs) (laughs)
5: Uh, I I think it it made it a very easy like background watch for things. mm -hmm. But then it made it also very easy to ignore.
2: I mean, there was also a lot of, if you're a, f- a big fan, there's lots of stuff there for you to to pick pick at or see and enjoy. And then if you're not, it's stuff that you can learn about.
5: Uh, but, but That was the thing, though, because the, the next show that we're about to talk about is Watchmen, and I wasn't a fan of that either, but I had a fantastic time with that one. <laughs> uh,
2: Jessica, what are, what are your last thoughts of The Mandalorian going into season two?
3: I'm excited. I like where it's heading. Okay. I just, it's a fun show to sit down and watch. Just
2: Anything you'd like to see in season two?
3: Oh, more of yeah. that Darksaber for sure.
2: <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. is <laughs> a big fan of the Darksaber as well. <laughs> Elizabeth.
0: I am. I liked it. It was perfectly Star Wars, and I look forward to some more perfectly Star Wars in season two. Okay. Yeah. John? It's
1: perfectly Star Wars. Um... I mean, yeah, I want to see where it goes, what we see stuff. Go dive deeper into the expanded, the new expanded universe stuff. And. Uh
2: okay. Uh, the
5: perfect I Perfectly Star
4: Wars. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: one thing I would love to see is uh, for din to reunite with the mandalorian that saved him and possibly mm, okay. trained him i would like to see something like that maybe that mandalorian did take off his or her helmet at some point and decided to live their life somewhere else like i think that would be kind of interesting to see just so that uh, din can see that a life after being a mandalorian is possible and it could you know it could exist for him so that you can always go back to that planet with the lady who wants to take off his helmet yeah um
3: <laughs> nice sharpshooter. <laughs> the
2: nice sharpshooter lady. Uh, I would like to see I guess more Yoda race people if we're gonna go to that, if he's gonna find that race. Um I know this is probably not possible,
4: mm-hmm.
2: but if baby Yoda could grow and not be small like Yoda is. I don't know if that's the races, but yeah. we yeah, only I have two examples in all of Star Wars.
4: Yeah.
5: No, three.
1: Wouldn't that be funny if they actually can grow in size and Yoda and this other one just happen to be the only like little people versions of them?
2: That's, <laughs> right. that's what I was saying. What, what, what's the third one?
0: Yaddle, right? Uh, so, Yaddle, yeah. yeah. I think Mitch was referring to Yoda and Yaddle as the two examples of grown. Oh, oh
4: yes, I got okay, you. I got you. <laughs>
2: okay, yeah, that's what I was. thinking. <laughs> <laughs>
5: uh, it's like you guys have a bond or something. Or
3: something. <laughs> or something. <laughs>
2: and
5: they understand each other.
3: One thing I find fun about the Star Wars universe that's shown in The Mandalorian is that like people just seem to forget things so easily about the history. Like they just don't know what What Jedi are. Like what's a Jedi? But it makes sense though, because the universe is so huge, and you don't know how communication works. But I was still like, how do you forget wizards with glowy swords?
4: Well, and and, like
3: turning them to legend that quickly, and it's just it seems like quick of a timescale to forget and turn them into legend.
0: To me,
4: they gotta have
3: media. It was the fact that they (laughs) weren't even legends.
0: Like, I would have accepted that they were legends, yeah. but the fact that the majority of this cast hadn't even heard of them. Yeah. Like, if they had mm-hmm. become a King Arthur kind
3: of concept, yeah, like, like that's okay, what I, would go with.
0: I would have accepted that, because unless you've seen them mm-hmm. or your parents saw them, they wouldn't be history. They'd yeah. be legends. You kind of
3: got them as kind of sort of a legend when Ray first hears about them. Ray is like, I thought he was a legend. I think she says something along the lines of that on the Millennium yeah. Falcon, but like... And I know it's the Outer Rims we're dealing with. But so was Ray. Yeah. And like still, I'm like, it just, the way information seems to move around these places and you... I don't know. I don't know if it makes perfect sense that people would just forget wizard like powered lightsaber people. I'm guessing as much. It needs to be everywhere.
2: As much as we like to think of it as as future and spaceships and all that stuff, it's still more dark ages yeah. and like ships traveling between continents like on boats and stuff like that. So Yeah. 3 years, 5 years in their time is still is equivalent to 50 years. Yeah. 75 Fair. years. But,
5: but, and the I, thing that always seemed kind of like as a disconnect was the, like they have like crazy spaceships and all this other insane stuff. Mm-hmm. But then also like when they want to transmit a plant somewhere, they put it on like a floppy disk. That's true. Yeah. They have, like a trash can. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> well, when this universe was being built, that was cutting edge technology. <laughs> yeah. It's just,
5: this is supposed to happen after. We can give them Bluetooth and Wi-Fi. It's okay. This is yeah. true. Fair. Sure. We, we, I mean...
2: Well,
0: except when you lose... I mean... This period for the Mandalorian is probably equivalent to a Dark Age. When you lose Rome, they see, I mean, everybody talks about the Dark Age as being so miserable, mostly because you could watch Rome crumbling around you, all of this extreme technology of aqueducts and things crumbling around you that nobody knows how to use anymore. Mm-hmm. So you know of it, but you can't yeah. do anything with it. So in this time period, if, you know, the empire has fallen and the new republic isn't really building the same thing, mm-hmm. New Order. The, no they're in the new republic the new order yeah, we're comes in the n- new after.
3: republic.
2: I don't understand your Star Wars history
3: <laughs> Basically, Leia is trying to build up a new republic and then right
2: the new now. order comes in and says nah fuck that we're gonna still take over
3: yeah Correct. basically that's we're gonna what come happens. back back in That doesn't make any sense somehow, that's what I'm saying it's a failed revolution like yeah. Leia led a revolution and then it failed because the new <laughs> order got to pop back up and like Look in at the background. Look but at then an, look at how easy it would be for them to fail, though, because of how communication works in this whole universe.
2: Your Star Wars don't make any mm-hmm. sense to
3: it, me. It's a, there's a it's, really
0: easy comparison.
3: Yeah. Look at the Napoleonic French. Yeah.
0: They threw him out. He came back. They threw him out. He came back. <laughs> I mean, it happens multiple times because yeah. they couldn't figure it out. So that's probably the best equivalent in actual history.
5: Mm-hmm. Okay. I would say my, my biggest beef here is that I still called it the new order, even though like new order, the group. Exists. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like,
1: you can't do I'm that. I'm sure they paid a royalty for that. <laughs>
2: yeah. New order did. Cause Disney's that big. <laughs> it's true. Anyway, us money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. There you go. That's the Mandalorian first season done on Disney plus season two. I'm sure will come around in 2021 at some point.
5: In 2020 they said.
3: 2020.
2: Is it actually going to be around in 2020?
3: I think they said fall 2020. Yeah.
2: That's impressive. Yes. Thank you. Keep it up. (laughs) Disney has all the money. Way to go, Jon Favreau. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Let's talk about Watchmen. Last episode of the Watchmen. Uh, it is called Let's See Them Fly or see how, they fly. see how
5: They Fly. Yeah, See How They Fly because of the song. They continued that theme. It's great. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, what's the song?
5: It's uh, I Am
1: I Am Am The Walrus.
2: Wars. Oh, that's right. I Am The Walrus. It does play at the end. Okay. So, Senator Keene.
1: And do you know why they chose this song?
2: Because the Beatles are awesome?
3: Yeah.
1: Specifically why? Because the bloomin- there's a bloomin- line in the of- song. Of-
5: I like it. I like it for the fact that the song is supposed to be poking fun at people who look for uh, metaphor and things like that in it. Yeah.
1: In deeper meaning. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is that the one? There's also one? a line in the song that says, "I am the Eggman." Yeah. Uh, yeah, Eggman. That, that one hits during the credits.
5: I'm the Eggman. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay.
2: So <laughs> Senator Keene has uh, <laughs> what's your what's his name? Uh, no, uh, yeah. Silk Spectre.
3: Blake, okay. Agent Blake. Lo- Laura. Laura. Lori. Lori.
2: There you go. Sure. Uh captured and uh he's going to he's going to sit there and monologue his evil plan in, in his undies. In his undies. Well, in his,
0: in his panties. as he's stripping. His, his <laughs> Dr. <laughs> Manhattan <panties>. undies. <laughs> uh,
2: which is hilarious. So, um he is explaining that, "Hey, we started a thing way back when." We were going to have cops in masks, uh, so that we could have both sides of the the fight of both being uh, in power in the police force and in power in the vigilante force. And then uh, White Night happened, and when White Night happened, some for some reason some his Joe guy, Schmo got t- <laughs> yeah one of one of their guys got teleported to the heel Flats in New Mexico
3: teleported.
0: to what? <laughs> look, look. Yeah.
1: Okay. I, I got just said his name was Mike yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> who was happened to be standing there
4: That's uh, true. I mean, he had to be like, part of the speech was,
5: yeah I think that was like a grand part of the things and he was like hey you, you gotta be here okay cause I'm gonna point to you and you gotta tell them what happened <laughs> <laughs> right. okay. I got teleported
1: I could teleport. that was like a really hot fuzz kind of comedy moment too <laughs> yeah. like, it could be any one of those mask guys and just by chance you happen to point at the right one
2: that's true. I mean, I guess they all have unique markings on their masks, maybe?
1: Well, I'm sure they all make their own unique Rorschach pattern.
2: Yeah. Are but yeah,
1: you, it was there. Is I someone mean, mixing drinks? That? What's going on over there? I'm uh, mixing my cup of coffee. It happens oh. to be a loud spoon.
4: Okay. Oh, Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Also,
2: these headphones are fucking sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yes, uh, Senator De Keene found out that, hey, Dr. Manhattan is hiding amongst people. Mm. He knows what person it is. He puts. Uh,
0: or he knows one of it's one of
3: this. I guess these that's two, true. Yeah. Two. yeah.
2: Uh, and he puts the police captain in charge of, hey, keep an eye on her
3: you should become friends
2: you guys should become friends so judd yes ultimately bad guy uh he is put there her him and his wife are put there to watch over them and even though they are extreme cyclops white supremacists and uh just to keep an eye on either angela or what's her husband's name Cow, cow. thank you. To
0: me, that plays back to when she's doing the flashbacks with Hooded Justice and the Cyclops people are the ones who, in the police force, who stop the other racist. And, true. hey, you should respect him because he's part of the badge. So this whole double cross thing is has shown up a couple times. Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah. Um, And as, oh, I guess we skipped over the Adrian Ve- Veidt part. Do we want to talk about you know, that first? True. Or do you want to just keep going with this?
0: Yeah, talk about that. that. Yeah. We should probably talk about episodes. that cuz it all kind of
3: yeah, goes together in the end, ties together.
2: So, Adrian Vite was visited by his daughter in 2008. Eight.
5: Eight. Isn't this the episode where we found out how she came to be also? Yes. yes.
2: Okay. Maybe so, you go first? way back to the beginning. <laughs> <beyond>. <laughs> her, her mother uh was working for Adrian Vite in his Karnak, his Mm-hmm. yeah his yep. place and uh,
0: while he was videotaping his speech to president redford, redford
2: soon to be president yeah. redford uh, she made his w- her way into his office knew how to knew the passwords to get into his cryogenic vault mm-hmm. so that she can get out sample 2846 2843 2843
3: All right
5: 626 two, six.
2: You're just making up numbers.
3: It's not it.
5: <laughs> yeah, thank
3: you.
2: <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Got out a specific f- specific uh vial, not that it meant anything to her, but it was a one of the vials and uh in- inseminated herself while looking at yep. a painting of Alexander the Great.
5: Yep. And said fuck you. And fuck
2: you, Alexander. Uh and then she just strolled up according to uh Lady True just strolled right out.
5: Pux
4: right on out. <laughs>
5: Yeah. So one of the things that I thought was important about this uh I guess it's a thing they went into in the Pedia P- 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 but I refused to go read it. Um was that I guess her mom was actually incredibly smart in her own right also? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: well she had to be to do
2: something. I would assume that like she mom. was, yeah, even though she was mm-hmm. pr- parading as a cleaning woman.
5: Yeah. So, like, well, she was a refugee,
0: uh, so you take what you can get. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, and
2: she but yeah, took so, what like, she, she could
0: get. She put in a
5: good half of the mix also on that one. Yes.
0: <sighs> I The part that got me... So, I get that Adrian Veidt was foregoing sex to be like Alexander the Great because it's just a, a waste of your energies. Why keep the vials of... Of semen, I
2: assume exactly for that he, reason, yeah. so that no one could get a hold of it and then impregnate themselves and become. Oh, see, so
0: yeah, I assume, but why masturbate?
2: I think it just comes out anyways. It, it obviously, it's going to come out.
3: I don't know how that works. I, <laughs> <how> that works. <laughs> I mean, it's not what you just, I assumed you know, because he knew you
1: get a little backed up, it starts to dribble a little.
2: <laughs> I mean, you have nocturnal emissions if you don't.
1: Masturbate or have fair. sex. No, I mean, no, 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 that's yeah, fair. that's fair. That's
3: so fair. he has I'll, some I'll machine that, that catches up. So
1: he I, puts a little collector on. That's what I, I,
3: but, but why
2: you, not? Wait, the man who I, made I, armor to be in outer space out of metal on Jupiter? Bronze? Yeah. Yes, he would make yes, a machine to collect that, that on his penis. Dude, I, his I, his I, sleeves.
0: I don't, I that's But why keep them is my question. Uh, why, not destroy why, it? why
3: not destroy them? Airs. I think
0: he would have thought
3: he would one day want airs.
4: He may not want Adrian, them in the
3: normal way, but I think he did think he wanted to spread his seed in a way I, and eventually want somebody to take over.
5: So there's two I'm things assuming. for this one. Because I agree with you on that one, um, that I think like Adrian thinks of himself as his greatest asset in yeah. all things. Um, and then two, we've seen him have an intense obsession with um, like fabricating uh, an adversary. And so he did it with Russia back in the day in the comic. <clears throat> and then in this, he did it with um, the the game warden. So if yeah. at some point in time he needed something else to make an adversary, half of himself in something seems like a pretty solid way to do it.
3: Oh, yeah. And he got it.
2: Well, also, mm-hmm. you take into account, I, I believe, if I remember the comic correctly, he's lived for a very long time. He might have found a way to something with that or he's cloned you know he might be able to clone his own body and put his memory into that at some point
0: okay. yeah I just yeah I we know that
1: that was kind of a hanging plot thread too. that cloning and transferring memories was a thing in here so that could be part of it yeah
4: yeah,
0: yeah. I guess he could be waiting for that kind of technology it just it didn't it wasn't expl- it didn't make sense to me like if you are so against having because I mean he was really pissed that she took it yeah. Like, yeah. so... Because he lost control. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But I just don't understand I, I why you would keep, A, keep samples and be that many. At least like, at and least
2: that a lot. 2046. <laughs> like,
0: like, that's... <laughs> that's a lot. Although, I mean, he does state at the end that he is a raging narcissist, so maybe that's just... Yeah, yeah that's too. It's just and that And
2: the fact psychosis. that he knows that he's a raging narcissist. <laughs> yeah. So, like, Most
5: there's... Narcissists there's, there's do. Um, there are people who like throughout history who idolize someone that they're following the path of like uh we see that with um shit george clooney and i forget the actor that he has such an obsession with um but Lawrence he in like a,
1: who was, Lawrence olivier
5: i think that's the one yeah huh. uh, um he like a like he has a massive obsession with with this actor and he's patterned his like entire life after this person um i think that we we're seeing that with him and Alexander the Great. He said that's the only person that he feels any kind of uh kinship or camaraderie with uh, out of all of humanity. But I think he's also like he's also that weird fucking kid in school who's like a little bit smart and then he's he like idolizes some weird person like we see so many people on the internet do. And like they try to pattern their life after the person, but then they like it's obviously imperfect cuz that's not something that's sincere to them. They're pulling that from somebody else.
4: Fair.
0: Mm-hmm. That was just, that was one of those it, things that I was like, okay, you have to know that this is potentially going to happen. Like if you collect this stuff and you yeah. keep it, like chances are at some point somebody's going to get their hands on it. Except it's kind for of he's like, such literally.
2: a narcissist that he can never believe anybody could break his coding or passwords and stuff like that.
1: Except. But two people and, broke his code.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: I, I I get it. I'm just saying that's the, his what he
0: thinks. Yeah. Like if you I, if you're going to keep a secret, you tell no one. If you must, you mm-hmm, tell one other person. Mm-hmm. There is no other option. Like it, you just don't share a secret if you want it to stay a secret.
3: <laughs> he didn't want his secrets I, to necessarily stay secrets though, because he told President Robert Redford, "Look at the thing I did. Yeah, give me a right bad." He things.
2: definitely wants recognition. That's the whole yeah. point yeah. of this. This hit what ends up happening to him. Yeah,
3: like, that's and yeah. Lady True knows that's how the, to push
0: those buttons. That's yeah. she gets way in,
5: Yeah.
2: So Lady True shows up on his on his doorstep, so to speak, and he's like, hey, I, we're not buying stuff, so go ahead and leave. I, and I don't let you people use the bathroom. Uh <laughs> but then she explains that uh what was oh that she knew what had happened and he lets her in for tea. She says hey I need was it $48 billion? $42 billion. $42, billion? $42 billion. $42 billion to create a thing uh, to capture Dr. Manhattan's essence and transfer it into another person. Into me. How about you give me that money since you're my father? Did you know about this? the stuff about him like throwing away all of his parents' money? Did anybody know about that? Before, I did not. Beforehand?
1: I, I mean, it yeah, tracks, the comics, but...
2: That was in the comic? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't remember that part from the comic. But, I mean, it makes sense.
1: There was... The implication, though, in the comic book was that his parents uh, made their money um, as part of the Nazi party. Oh. And that he got rid of it to basically disassociate himself from that legacy and start fresh. Hmm. But it's never explicitly stated. That's just hmm. kind of like... Was that another thing... Put thi- the pieces together.
2: Was that another thing that was in the Under the Hood book?
1: No, I think that wasn't some of the supplemental material that's treated as interviews with Ozymandias.
2: Oh, okay.
4: Hmm.
1: But it wasn't in the Under the Hood portion, per se.
2: So, in our timeline of this show, how far after this point in 2005, when Lady True visits him... 2008. 2008, when Lady True visits him, visits him that uh, Dr. Manhattan visits him and takes him to Jupiter?
1: 2009 it was like a year later
2: so it a was a later. year later yeah okay so he knows from her um talking about satellites and when and that five years in
5: the future yeah the yeah. five
2: years in the future is when it's going to be in the right position and so all that stuff mm-hmm. that that's when he needs to have all the dead bodies stacked up into a message on europa yeah and uh yeah uh the the part was that he said i will never call you daughter and his message which we were trying to figure out when we first saw it after it says save me is daughter so he knew that would be the thing to catch a (laughs) narcissist eye Mm
5: -hmm. (laughs) do we think that he was getting the birthday cakes and stuff to just show the passage of time like was that important to him or was that important for the show
2: I think it's both. I honestly I do think it it helped him with the idea of how long he was spending there. Mm-hmm. And then but it also it did give us the opportunity to figure out hey every time they give him birthday cake is a year, it's not a day like we yeah. were thinking at first.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was just curious cuz if it's not a thing that's important to him, which I personally don't think it would be, like it's not like he can still keep track of time. He's going to do it some other way rather than having some like half-dumb goons that go around the place that he's in mm. do stuff for him and give him a cake to be like hey it's been 365 days <laughs> um
1: it feels like a story well, i think device it was more like it. it well it was a storytelling device just for the audience but i think it was also to show how grateful the clones were to have him there
4: yeah
5: and that part's yeah. true I'll, I'll take that one yeah
1: yeah because before then you know they were basically searching for someone to be servants to because they needed a master and, yeah. and yeah. left them
0: so moving forward we find out that she rescues him and turns him into the gold statue right mm-hmm. how long do you think she had along. that statue
5: like well, that's my so, question so I think, I think we, we, should, we, we see her go and buy the land from those people when yeah. it crashed
0: yes but when was that? that? that was three years three that years? was three years prior Okay. He's so been stuck as a golden statue for three. Years. Well, longer than yeah. three years because he had to get back on the ship.
2: Yeah. Well, I figured it was pretty. I mean, how? long...
0: She had enough time to figure out where it was, get a baby made,
2: well, and sell it
0: to the people.
3: Long that takes. I mean, how I long would it take to fly like from fast. Jupiter? Yeah, I think the baby thing
5: happens real quick too. Like you basically, it's like. It's like a bag of pork rinds that you throw in the microwave, which
3: still. I, well, we have to consider it's it's space travel, and I don't think the space travel is that different than our current space travel. So, like, how long does it take for a probe to get? Well, she sent up the
0: satellite, and it took five years.
5: I think so, the space travel is much faster. I think the space
0: travel I would it's travel. faster I was going to yeah. say it has to be faster but I just wonder how much faster because so five years the satellite sees him then she's got to build a spaceship to send to him and then get the spaceship yeah. back
3: like and then also I mean she mentions like she turns him into gold because she doesn't want him to go insane so it's got to be a decent amount of time to be alone with yourself That's true like a year maybe a year and a half
2: Maybe I mean I, I'm sure we can figure out the timeline if we have the all the other parts. I mean, how long did he spend on Europa three years prior to the moment we're at? yeah
3: I mean we know John
1: it's ten uh, I think line. he was there for seven years well because remember at the at the beginning of the series when they they're looking at that newspaper that says Adrian bike declared dead. it says that he'd been missing for seven, seven years, years?
4: Seven yeah. Years.
1: So, if he's been missing since 2009, then that would put it straight at, like, 2016.
4: Um, so and
1: if the it was the pretty, show happens, or uh, the farm was bought, I think, three years prior to the events, then that means that he would have have to have crash-landed in that farm around 2017?
0: 2016? 16? 2016.
2: So, yeah, it's pretty instantaneous space travel. Pretty cool. yeah. Maybe that's why Maybe you'd go year. insane because it's so fast. <laughs> I don't
0: know. Or she knew she was going to have to hold on to him potentially and didn't want to unveil him until yeah. she absolutely was ready. Because, she, I mean, if she's as smart as she claims, she knows that if any time she gives him to come up with a counter plan, he'll use.
3: Yeah. <laughs> he'll
5: use. <laughs> that's true.
3: Give I, him I as little time I, as possible. His,
5: <laughs> still
3: wasn't quite enough, was it? For <laughs> <laughs>
5: I I, I had just seen Ad Astra so like the the thought of just going like having problems in space in general during space travel and isolation was high in my mind but I like the idea of her being like no 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 you don't get this time
2: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't see Ad Astra yet Uh, don't do it don't do it okay
5: I was so I love space movies but that movie oh boy oh boy
2: (laughs) uh so, yes,
5: he was stuck in
2: golden carbonite for three years <laughs> and uh, used as a statue in the garden. And people even looked at him. Even Lori and Angela looked at him and was like...
0: They, they and he just looked look look too old. old. Yeah.
2: How did you get him <laughs> yeah. to look old? Like, that was weird. So, we should have we should have had that guessed right then. Yeah. Um, uh, And then she or her daughter, Bian had already figured out that
0: she was her mother. She was yep.
2: the clone of her mother.
0: I did like the fact that he like instantaneously <laughs> was like, "You cloned your mother." I told you. you yeah, I'd say something. <laughs> <by Jesus." laughs>
2: I mean, that that's literally that's a the device just to show how yeah. smart Lady True is, right? Yeah. Like to that she's got every in covered, like what what all the possibilities, and then something happens <laughs> that she didn't expect was going to happen. Uh, well, you had Senator Dekeen. Take in all the unfiltered atomic energy
5: mm-hmm. which I was so happy
0: about. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: just just <laughs> so gross. And then to have that used by Dr. Manhattan as mm-hmm. the method mm-hmm. to teleport was kind of cool. Like,
1: oh, yeah. he oh, yeah, before power we, through we get organic. to that though, we also realized that Wade is in fact alive and well in here.
3: Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, we knew we we that in the, the episode before. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we didn't know his exact whereabouts, and now he's, he made his appearance. Like, okay, now we know where he is. He's standing next to. Oh,
0: okay. Lori. That's fair. well, and we also couldn't, we didn't know, we didn't find out, is whether or not he actually turned. Oh, okay. because oh, yeah, they showed him that video, hoping to turn him, and we never got a resolution as to whether or not he did.
2: Well, we saw the that the we saw that he killed the Rorschachs that came after him. The 7th calorie.
0: That was before he was shown the
3: video.
2: No, that was after. Because they went to his house to kill him after they had shown oh, yeah. him the video.
4: Yeah, he, and that yeah, was the last
3: away. we saw of him. And then, I, oh. I, there, There's two things
5: for him. Because I really like his character. And I think that he he fell on the wrong or on the on the right side of everything you know mm-hmm. but there's the the whole reason that he couldn't be like indoctrinated to their side is that I don't think he would trust anything that anyone else showed him like he has to be the one to discover any plot for something to that, to like like it that's true yeah yeah like it, even if someone was like hey, this is the this is the reason for existence here you go he'd be like i don't trust you <laughs> <laughs> like, <Wow.
4: laughs>
5: <laughs> Honestly, I thought and so
2: skipping a little bit ahead, you know, him, uh, Laurie and Adrian all get transport teleported to Adrian's uh headquarters Base, yeah. in in the Antarctic. I uh, th- to me this seemed very similar to the end of the original Watchmen where you have everybody mm-hmm. meeting at Karnak at, you know, at the yeah. end for the big reveal and stuff and Rorschach still comes out and says, "No, you guys are doing this wrong." I thought that he was going to be playing that part again. I thought uh Looking glass was going to be like, no, you're going to kill a whole bunch of people in Tulsa this time, and it's not right just to stop one thing. And I thought he was going to end up getting killed there, but that didn't happen. He kind of went along with it.
5: He was. I, clearly, I definitely agree. There, there are a lot of parallels. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Although he was clearly not happy. No, about he was it. not happy about yeah. it. Yeah. I think he just he couldn't figure out how to. He didn't have another solution.
3: Yeah, I think he also realized that Lady True would be the worst. Bad. So,
2: and he is the one that knocked out Adrian bite when mm-hmm. Laurie was like, "I'm going to arrest you." Yeah, so, we're taking you in. So, I guess that was the the better outcome. This time, Laurie was like, "No, you just committed another crime. We're we're gonna have to take you in." It, we're done. Yeah,
4: I
3: which I kind of liked because Adrian was instantly like,
2: "Who do you think but, you are?"
3: I mean. <laughs> But you knew what I'd already done, and now you're gonna arrest me. I saved the day, and now you're. Arresting me. <laughs> and I think that's because I think I
0: think for obviously I don't have any of the background, but yeah. my assumption is is Lori figures the first time around. It's like okay, we don't have another choice. And then after seeing him so willingly to instantaneously do it the second time, because at least I get the impression that the 85 thing was like a long drawn out plan and they considered a bunch of options and this was the only solution that they could come up with. And this and seeing that Adrian Veidt was willing to do it that quickly a second time after having done it the first time and showed no guilt, no remorse. There was no issue with the amount of people killed. I think that's when she was like, ah, that's not
3: okay. Like, you should feel guilty about this. Like, well, you should.
2: The problem is that she's felt guilty since 85. Yeah, that's
3: what I'm going is that she's making up for her decision to not tell anybody.
2: Yeah, to go along with it. And yeah. her job now is to take in vigilantes. And like, what is Adrian Vite other than a vigilante? Yeah. <laughs> this is true. So, uh, back to uh, the, the idea the reason that Adrian Vite saves the day this time is because. He uses his mini squids as <laughs> freezes projectiles. Yeah, as projectiles like he made it so that they would just dissipate originally, but now if you freeze them to a certain degree, yeah, they are It's lit- like hail. Yeah, it's hail. It's, it's really hail hard hail. hail. Yeah. And uh, we see Lady True get one right through her hand as she's oh, looking beautiful. at a depiction of Jesus Christ on the on the crucifix. So it's even more iconography.
4: Yep. I
5: that, that, I had some big questions about what things those squids decided to decimate and not
4: yes oh yeah,
2: (laughs) because like it looked like it was it was hitting some cops but they didn't it didn't pierce right through them like it did lady true
0: well i mean several of them just dropped so who
3: knows
0: yeah yeah it's not like we got a lot of close-ups on that
2: yeah it went through glass which isn't cop cars bulletproof no no, no, not usually okay. because
0: they have to be I mean, able to it, do. Even
5: if it is somewhere else, we saw it in the first episode that it is clearly not in their universe. Oh,
2: okay, that's fair. That's right. Okay, um, then it, it's 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 it is destroying the whole uh, millennium clock. Yeah. As it's coming down on it, and then which then in turns comes down on Lady True. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't destroy the little phone booth thing. The little toll booth, yeah. That Bien decides to, to hide inside of.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, it may have destroyed the booth. It didn't end up killing Bien. It did not. Yeah. But we don't see the booth itself. She may have been pulled out from under the rubble.
2: Okay, I guess that's fair. Yeah. Make an I assumption. I really don't know. Uh, it doesn't go through the roof of the Dreamland theater. Theater.
0: But if we con- if if we associate it with heavy duty hail, hail will dent cars and it will break glass and it will. But it doesn't destroy concrete buildings.
4: Mm-mm.
5: Okay,
2: what were your other problems there, Stephen?
5: I just like again, it went clean through her hand. Like not even like it didn't just like mess up her hand or anything. Her fingers weren't like beaten in or anything. She just there was a hole <laughs> in her. Hand. <laughs> it was the first
2: one and that one like had the, the most velocity two. i guess
5: yeah yeah it, it was like clearly like upside down and like pointed i don't know i just, i, I, I have just, questions. Just I, i'm luck, fine with it i liked the moment trauma. but i have questions okay uh
2: and so the 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 power of dr manhattan after it's sucked out of Cal mm. just dissipates i guess it just goes to nowhere since there was no recipient in, yeah. the, in yeah. the centrifuge or whatever it was called.
0: I mean, if what you're telling me is correct, that he has a fair amount of radiation, I mean, there's probably been some radiation absorbed by all of the peoples in the uh, five yeah. block radius <laughs> that might want to be tested. But, you know.
2: <laughs> yeah. Anybody else expect a different outcome from that particular scene?
5: No, I, I feel like, honestly, even though everything else in the series was like pretty much like like there, there were things that were convoluted and circuitous and everything. Uh, I think we pretty much realized from the last episode, uh, episode eight, which I think is a better episode than this finale. Um, like, uh, I th- think we realized, like, no, things are still going to net out in a mostly positive way with things. Yeah, I. Uh, well, see, but I. That's what I was kind of talking
2: about. That I did not think there was gonna be too much of a positive ending which i guess there really wasn't
0: i mean it, it, because
2: Watchmen it, doesn't usually in that way or
0: i mean the good guys won but they lost a lot
2: yeah to win yeah
0: like this was definitely not like a happy ending the good guys all live like there's definitely some serious heartbreak
4: mm-hmm. so
0: yeah.
2: so for those who have Read the Watchmen comic book or watched the Watchmen movie prior to this. Do you think Dr. Manhattan is actually dead? Is he able to come back?
3: Th- th- that's what I was going for because how he orig- originally came to be, I mean, he was nothing but atomic matter, right? And now he still is nothing but atomic matter that just got, just didn't get absorbed by a new organic matter, right? So could he not? build himself back together like he did when he first became Dr. Madden. I
2: would assume that would be very possible for him to That's eventually collect his particles atoms back together and put himself back I- together.
0: Except wasn't he in a container the first time around? So all the particles were contained? But he was, was <laughs> but when
3: he was coming back together in, in the shows he was coming back outside of the container. Oh. Okay. Because he was like in a hallway or in a kitchen. Like he was within that whole building. He wasn't within the actual container that had killed him. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I'm like, could he, but I don't know. Like, I don't know how much of him was just straight up organic and then straight up atomic. Because I assumed he was all atomic.
2: Because we saw, like we saw at the end when Cal has been taken apart, it it takes all the blue stuff away first and then leaves the body of Cal, like the human looking yeah. body. The Which was material.
3: just basically what his atomic self was stuck in. Though.
2: Right. and then
3: it wasn't his original body. It
2: was not. It wasn't even his original Dr. Manhattan body. Like, yeah.
0: Well, wait. I just thought he made his body look like Cal. I didn't think he, he actually. He didn't
2: take, no. Yeah, he did. He just took He just took on the image of Cal.
3: Yeah. Well, just like he took on his own image once he became Dr. Manhattan, though. Okay.
2: Well, he took on a better looking version of his own well, image. Well, yeah, yeah.
5: yeah. So, he, got- so he, he did that in this one, too. <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> take that, Billy Crudup. <laughs> <laughs> so
2: yeah, I mean, I think it's def- if there is the idea that Damon leninoff gets an idea in his head to come back for a se- second season, there is a possibility that Doctor Manhattan still comes around.
0: I thought he put it all in like the he- egg, and Angela ended up with his powers.
2: But he, I think, I he only gave a portion be- of. I his think power. he
3: gave a portion of yeah. his powers.
5: He, he, it's weird because it, the wording that he chose for things seems so specific. Like he said he could transfer a portion of his powers. Like, But I, I'm so confused because wouldn't that mean that he went into the final situation of everything having presumably given up like a, a larger portion of his powers? I don't know.
0: Well, except he already knew
3: he was going to die. So maybe...
5: I don't think he knew that he was going to die. I think he just couldn't see
2: what was happening he there. He didn't so... see what
3: was happening after, so he assumed he died. But he can't see what is happening after because...
2: I think it's just well, a contingency. Except, yeah.
3: except he... Clearly knew he was gonna because he
0: talked with the grand. He talked with Reeves about the fact that I'm going to die. She's gonna try
3: and save me. I'm still gonna die. Yeah, but he think- maybe he thinks he's gonna die because he can't see if he can put himself back together. It's just unknown. like he couldn't see when he was with Angela. Except he doesn't say that he can't see the end.
0: He just says he can't see those ten years. But he knows it ends in tragedy.
2: True. Eh. Okay.
0: I, I, I would mean, I would assume I that he would have said if it was unknown to him, he would have said it's unknown.
5: I don't I, I agree with this one. I think he, he his words are always chosen very specifically. Yeah, that's but there are.
0: is also just the the inherent
5: nature of the fact that he is still human. Mm-hmm. And like in a situation where he can't see something, he did still seem to assume the worst previous. True. Yeah. And
2: and I I think it I think the idea is that, hey, if I do die my power's in this egg. Someone else can have the power. Mm-hmm. If I don't, I come back. I take back the power, like kind of thing or leave the egg around. Angela could be part powerful with me kind of
5: thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like the, the last shot of this mirrored, the shot from the end of the, the actual comic. I liked that a lot.
2: So at the end of the actual comic, for those who don't remember or never read it.
5: Mm-hmm. So for that one, um, there's the hand reaching towards, um, external. journal.
2: Hin- reaching towards what?
3: Rorschach's journal.
5: Oh,
2: Rorschach's journal, oh. okay.
3: And this is a foot yeah. reaching towards water. And it's
5: like hovering over it to reach for it. And so her foot is doing the same with the water. Don oh. can speak to quiet right now.
1: Uh, he is. <laughs> well, I'm enjoying and listening to everybody talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: It's just yeah, like I really liked that. This this whole episode had tons of things that were mirroring stuff. Okay, but what like, happened like, with Doctor Luke- Dr. Manhattan spoke in quotes from the comic for a large portion of. It, huh,
0: interesting.
5: Which I thought was like d- depressing. Like basically, the man exists as like all the time that he perceives all at once and everything. But then in a time when he can't see anything, um, or the time leading up to those, like his whole life is just like rehashed moments. And the one thing that's new to him is Angela, and yeah. I I think that's. Something really cool and beautiful, and also, de-
3: and also depressing. Yes. <laughs> okay. So
1: I like the fact that he warped everybody away except Angela because he says he didn't want to be alone when he died, yeah. and that was clearly a reference to uh, when he was first created in the lab accident. Mm-hmm. His girlfriend at the time, Janie, like didn't want to like be there. She won't, she had to like look away.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So this is probably of like, hey, like That's this nice. time around when it happens for real, like I'd like to actually have somebody that gives a damn about me like present.
2: <laughs> so yeah. what do you think the reference or the, the line of uh, don't go or don't touch the light was about?
3: Oh, yeah, because there was never a light beyond that.
0: There there was all of the the light was all of his matter being
2: sucked up, sucked, sucked up. up. But she couldn't and, get in there anyway. Like She
3: couldn't even. Like, there wasn't like a moment where you're like, oh, is she going to touch it? It was literally like, oh, light. And like, she didn't even have a chance to touch it.
4: Yeah.
3: Or unless the blowback from the light was her touching it. I don't know.
0: Cause I mean, I think he was trying to indicate exactly what happened to Senator Keene. Like, if you touch my powers without Bean any filter. sort of filter, gooey goo. It's going to g- turn you into goo. Like, please don't <laughs> touch it. Like, cause. My Mm -hmm. guess is he thought her first instinct would be to jump towards him when he screamed. Oh yeah, maybe.
2: I mean, yeah, it just seems like a. It seemed like a line that meant more to me. I don't know. So. uh, I can
5: understand it though. I can understand.
2: (laughs) So then, I guess the last part is: does does is Angela all powerful now? I mean, we no not all powerful. he, He cuts it off. At the right moment, so that everybody can sit there and speculate, mm-hmm. just Inception. like Inception. Or,
3: well, she couldn't be all powerful.
0: If she didn't turn blue.
3: I know, right? Maybe, maybe she hasn't figured out how to turn she doesn't herself blue yet. Wanna be blue?
5: <laughs> <laughs> it's fair. No, I, 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 think that she has powers. I don't think she's all powerful. Yeah, I think she has power to change things, but that's
2: okay. Well, I mean, Will Greaves' last line is like. If he was so powerful, why didn't he do more things to be, you know, to help people? He could have done more. He He could have done more. more. So if she doesn't have all of his powers, can she do as much as he could have done?
4: Yes.
0: Well, except I think you run into the exact paradox Veidt was talking about with Lady True. Like somebody who thinks that they can become a god or seeks to become a god seeks to change all these should things never become should a god. never have the power to become a god because yes, you can decide to erase all the nukes, but what does that actually do? Like what are the consequences? If you can't mm-hmm. see that, if you can't play out all of those things, yeah, messing on a major scale like that is yeah. very dangerous. Yeah,
3: there was a reason why Dr. Manhattan didn't do more. I mean, he kind of, sort of did more when he won the war for Vietnam, and that's like probably one of his biggest regrets. You know, yeah. There's, there's a reason why people shouldn't have godlike powers, <laughs> and doctor, and thankfully, okay. Doctor Manhattan was kind of sort of the one with godlike powers because he was smart enough to know not to try to fix things.
2: Uh, John, are you were about to say something.
1: I was, but I got distracted. Now I don't know what. Okay. <laughs>
2: okay. Uh. <laughs>
5: Go ahead, Steve. Oh, I was, I was going to say something about something else. An Easter egg kind of thing. Go ahead. I, I didn't... Um, There's a... Angela's whole last name is a reference to this film from the 70s. It, her, her last name is Abar, and mm-hmm. there's a, yeah. there's a, a movie, Abar. We talked uh, about that last time. Oh, yeah. yeah, like... It's, I feel like, like that's supposed to be something in there, but I don't know if it really is.
1: Well, we mentioned how... In one of the PDPDS, in this version of the universe, they also had black exploitation movies, but they were called mask exploitation. So Mm -hmm. instead of having a bunch of characters like Shaft, you would have black actors doing things like Superman or A the black Superman, essentially, Mm -hmm. was like this. Uh, They mentioned how there was a Batman, but it was a parody of uh, Night Owl. Yeah. But to, you know, to them, that doesn't mean anything other than just another one of those types of movies. But to us, it's like, oh, yeah, that's Batman. The Dark Knight, you know, that kind of yeah. plays on that. Um, so, yeah, that was definitely a reference taken from that. The, we even looked at the, the cover for Sister Knight, which was um, actually come to find out the original name for Hooded Justice was Brother Knight. No, oh. yeah. that was in. Um, if you, uh, the only way I know about that, well, besides Reddit, is that that was in the behind-the-scenes stuff for the Watchmen graphic novel. If you buy like the super deluxe edition hardcover, it comes <laughs> with a lot of supplemental material and, uh, uh, what do you call it? Like the the previous uh, pre-visualization, I guess, or yeah, test art
4: development stuff.
1: Yeah. So Hooded Justice has like. Uh, before that he was called uh, Brother Knight and then in parentheses it had Hooded Justice question mark so they went with Hooded Justice instead so it's a lot of self-referential stuff but also like real world stuff goes in it that's the kind of shit I love about Watchmen how you know like, if, if you dig in you'll find some really crazy incidences, or possibly really really well referenced stuff uh, you know like little nuggets of easter eggs Mm. stuff.
4: I like it.
2: <laughs> so, uh, biggest question left open is what happened to L- Lube Man?
0: Yes. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> all the Man!
2: He never showed up Slipped
1: in the final in. battle he or up. anything?
0: He I never showed up again yeah. after that <laughs> <laughs> one scene. What the
1: <laughs> Well, PDPedia has a potential answer. Uh, okay. In the final entry of PDPedia, it's from the director of the FBI. And he yeah. says, okay, so... Uh, Agent Petey um, may have gone AWOL and uh, I really don't like the way he was handling this new computer networking system that we have going on with frivolous entries uh, glorifying the uh, the massive whatever heroes um, and there's a line in there where he says we're cleaning out his office, We like he's disappeared in Tulsa after uh, whatever incident it was called and if you... Um, One of the things that it says in his office, they found uh, bottles of canola oil for some (laughs) strange reason. If you mouse over the word canola oil, it actually takes you to a hyperlink of a wanted poster of Luke Man. Oh, Lord. And uh, it basically says uh, (laughs) mystery man wanted uh, information Call this number, and it's cut off at the end so you can't see the last three digits of the number. Um. And it's uh, basically like an artist interpretation of Luke Man. It's
4: pretty
3: funny. Oh, Lord. Huh. Is that our sequel? Oh, yeah. Our sequel is just The Adventures of Luke Man? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's the spinoff.
0: The Return of Luke
1: Man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so thoughts. What are everybody's thoughts on the ending of the season, the ending of the series possibly? And uh, would you actually want a second season?
3: Jessica.
4: Hmm.
3: I don't know if I want a second season, because I do think it I do kinda of sort of like that it wrapped things up, but there's still a few questions. But I feel like if you try to answer all those questions, you're not gonna like it. Like I feel like if there's a second season, it's gonna be like the first season was better. Like that's what I feel like will right. happen. Right. Um I feel like this is not my favorite episode by far. It was definitely like the most I don't know, I felt like The show has surprised me so much going through, and this finale didn't surprise me at all.
2: Okay.
3: Like, I still enjoyed watching it, but I was still like, every single thing that was happening, I was like, yep, 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 (laughs) yep, it all comes together. Yep, that's what he said. Yep, that's, you know. And I just, maybe that that was like a bit disappointing. Don't
1: say what the fuck throughout the episode?
3: Yeah, basically, like (laughs) every single episode, I was like, Angela, like, what the fuck? What the fuck? But like this episode, I was like, Makes sense. <laughs> Go figure. Like, yeah.
2: Elizabeth?
0: I liked it a lot more than I first anticipated. I mean, after that first episode, I was thinking that this was going to be a very painful thing for me to watch, but
1: yeah. it was,
0: it ended up being much better. I, I think Jessica's right. We definitely got the hero's arc with Angela, which was, yeah. I think it was you and Steven who said it at the beginning. Um, so that was great. And there were, I mean, there weren't nearly as many surprises in this last episode as there had been in other ones. Although for me, it was the only, the big question was, how does it all end? Like mm-hmm. I, I figured the good guys were going to win, but at what cost and how does that look? So that was still yeah. an interesting for me. I wasn't sure exactly what was going to occur with that um, until it started playing out. Yeah i don't think a second season would be valuable i i think a second season would correction a second season that follows this line would not be valuable yeah you could do something in the watchman universe as a second season mm. that's a different storyline that might be interesting i don't know what's out there um that would be usable but i don't think following this same storyline would be useful
2: all night owl in prison. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah.
3: well, I feel like like well, all, all
1: I
2: the need- will be him.
3: Oh, oh like,
5: there too. Yeah,
3: I feel like all I need is like at the end of like a documentary, you watch and you get the little paragraphs of what happened next. Like yeah. all I need is just the little paragraphs. And Angela walked across the pool
4: and like
3: <laughs> like <laughs> stuff like that. And, <laughs> and in 2024. Yeah.
2: And her son Topher eventually became yeah. p- chief of police. Yeah,
3: yeah, basically, like that's all I kind of sort of need. I don't need a whole season. I just need just blurbs
1: <laughs>
4: uh,
3: Need pedia entries i
4: guess
0: <laughs>
2: john uh, what do you think
1: um i think this was as damn near perfect as a um i think the only other one that i felt like this was heroes season one where it was just awesome mm. and um uh, any future seasons could possibly be detrimental to what they set up and could not possibly live up to like just how awesome this was. Um, there's still a few uh, left-open situations, not just the, the Loop Man thing, though. Um, like, what are going to be the repercussions now that we know that the Squid Attack, after 30 years, was finally revealed to be a false flag? How this could affect yeah. the view of the uh, Citizens who were still afraid, like, um, like Looking Glass, um, Wade, and um, I think that uh, you know having Ozymandias in prison, possibly sharing screen time with Night Owl, which, by the way, that's been the thing. Now that the show's over, everybody's like, okay, who would you cast as Night Owl in season two? There's been some interesting suggestions. Some are like, yeah, okay, whatever. That's just Get somebody with a name. Others I'm like, huh, that would be kind of cool, actually.
2: The person that um, that's always been supposed to be that night owl, John Cusack. He would be great.
1: John is, 80s, is a
4: bad
5: well?
1: actor now.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so would so Night Owl in prison.
1: <laughs> but there's been some really cool suggestions, like John Corbett from *Sex and the City*. Okay. Uh, I I thought that'd be kind of neat. Uh, Craig T. Nelson, I thought was kind of neat too. Because I think huh? you're. I think you went too old. <laughs> he might be cool now, I don't know. Well, wasn't he like it's amazing what in it his it late 30s and the 80s? I mean, that would be kind of appropriate.
2: I feel like he was, yeah, late 30s he's and the always, 80s probably about right. He
5: always skewed looking a little bit older, though, is the thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah, and he's supposed to look kind of defeated and, you know, paunchy and everything. He's Mr. Incredible. Plus he was great Mr. Incredible. Yeah, I was
5: going to say, he's being Mr.
4: Incredible. <laughs> yeah.
1: He's just not as buff, you know? <laughs> um. So, yeah, like, do I do I want a second season? Not really. I don't, like, I, I wasn't expecting much, especially from Lindel- Lindelof, and I feel like asking for more from him at this mm-hmm. point would just be, like, setting up for disappointment. Yeah. Like, this is yeah. just good enough that I'm like, we're good. This was enjoyable. I liked it. All the supplemental shit was great. You just um, hate him.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, so... I mean, they could explore more stuff, but it's not necessary. If this is where they leave it, I think I'm good. Okay. Steven, last thoughts?
5: I, I don't want another season, I don't think. Um, as much as I enjoyed the show, I think wanting more, more is always what gets us in trouble with things that we like. It's true with pizza, and it's true with
2: <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, it's short and simple. Um Yes, I definitely enjoyed this show uh, throughout the first season as much as everybody else seems to have. Um, I I enjoyed the movie. I have always been a big person of not enjoying the, the graphic novel, so I am glad that I enjoyed this more than I did the graphic novel. I loved all the tie-ins, I loved all the, uh, as you go backwards and, and look at previous episodes scenes like how things were there and stuff is shown to you and even in the last episode when they're walking out of the dreamland theater it says drm so dr manhattan is right there it's you know it's all little g- easter eggs and and uh nods and homages and stuff like that like that was all pretty cool um i did enjoy the new characters that they, they brought up and i i love the uh idea of we're gonna stop the show right at the moment where whether or not Angela has powers is up in the air kind of thing. So yeah. do I need a second season? No. Will I watch a second season? Yes. That's yeah. as simple as I'll put it. Um I think I would take it as it is um but we we'd have to see if it happens. So okay we're done with that we're done with those two shows so uh, come back next week and find out what it is that we're going to do then jessica where can people find you online
3: you can find me on twitter at jm bailey writes elizabeth uh at all of the geek media
1: <laughs> john i am on twitter at magic Wallet. steven
5: don't come find me on social media until after you've taken a look at my uh, portfolio website, peppermintgentleman.com. Peppermint. Then come over and find me on Twitter uh, on Twitter as peppermintgentleman. Peppermint I'm sorry. Awesome. Uh, let, me know, let me know what you think of what's on there. Tell me if I'm missing anything.
2: Okay. Good to know. There's a website now. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I am at gem GEM stands for Geekly Media. You can find the rest of Geek Media on Twitter at Geek Elite Media, at Geek Elite Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Media is our Facebook page. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our website, Geek But until next time, this is the Geeks Watch on the Geek Media Network saying, always remember to geek, geek out.
3: This concludes our broadcast.
0: Beep.